And being and being conscious of it when you're... <laughs> yeah, being conscious of it. But at the same time, I'm like, as a overall, like overarching idea, I really like it because I think it challenges you and holds you accountable. But I don't really know that I believe it in the when you get into the minutia. Oh, because like okay. I feel like there are some things that that I'm really great at when I care about them, and if I don't really care about something, like okay, you know? it kind of takes it really to an extreme, right? Yeah, and I and I have this tendency too to take things to extremes. So when I take this and I read this, I was like, okay, got to apply this to everything that I do. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I can't I can't phone anything in. <laughs> We should be okay. That might be, make it into the actual conversation. <laughs> okay, so I guess we can dive in then. Let's huh? di- let's dive in. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's start. Okay. <laughs> hey, friends! It's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia, and Puerto Rico, to be exact. And we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. I'm Kate, and I'm Nicole, and welcome back to another candid conversation with us. Each week, we bring you a new conversation about a topic that we can relate to. We share our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Hi, Kate. Oh, you almost beat me that time. I was so eager to get into this conversation after we had our little pre-chat before. I know. Oh, my gosh. Nicole and I got going and I was like, we just need to hit record. This is good. (laughs) And then I lost my place in the intro because I just want to go straight to the topic. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get going. You lead us in. What are we talking about today? Okay, today's topic is all about responsibility, getting straight to the goods. Um, We're going to be talking about the weight of responsibility getting heavier as we grow older and more mature. I'm sure some of you can relate who are tuning in. And also about the growing awareness of how our decisions affect the people around us, which is something that I feel is coming up more and more in Mm. my world. Um, But we're going to be talking about all of that today. First up, I want to kind of bring to the forefront why we started talking about this topic in the first place. And that was off the heels of Nicole has got so many amazing resources and articles and things that she shares. Um, And one of those things that you shared with me was an article from Ryan Holiday. And that article was titled, How You Do Anything is How You Do Everything everything. And he talks a lot about responsibility. And I think that for both of us, like as we read that article, responsibility came up a lot in that. So do you believe that that's true, Nicole, that how you do anything is how you do everything? I had heard this phrase tossed around before, but I don't think I ever gave it that much thought. And then when I read this blog post, I really took it to heart. And now I feel like I'm taking it to an extreme and really thinking about everything that I do isn't the way I do it is an indication or reveals how I do everything. And I think about my habits. I think about even 
small tasks, even things like replying to people, emails. Like now I want to do my absolute best in everything that I do because I've really taken to heart (laughs) how I do anything is how I do everything. So all or nothing, all or nothing. So I think you need, I, I want to talk about this with you because I think it might be, I don't think you fully apply this to absolutely everything. Yeah. If we're going to take this literally. So I do. Okay. I've heard this idea um, several times before, like how you do one thing is how you do everything. And generally speaking from the 10,000 foot view, I see a lot of truth to this. I think that it, it, for me, it really brings to mind habits. And I think that habits are very important for my personal success. Where I kind of have trouble with it is I'm like, okay, but there are some things that are maybe like not super important to me or not a priority for me. And the way that I handle those things, like, of course, I'm not going to handle them the same way that I handle something that is very important to me or that is a priority for me. Mm. And so that's where I kind of like, maybe I'm just thinking about it too literally, Um, but I I kind of get, have a hard time with that there. Like, I love that you just want to answer every email to the very best of your ability right now, (laughs) but there are some emails where I have a text expander where I type out three keys and I can't hit send fast enough. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, I hear you. I guess um, as soon as I started, when I read this article and as soon as I started applying it, so the email example is a good one. I'll give you an example where I had someone reach out and invite me to be part of a mastermind. And normally, you know, you have a few options, right? When it's someone that I'm, is an acquaintance, a colleague in the space, not a friend, friend. I wouldn't consider them a friend, but I thought, okay, we'll have to respond. Um, and in the, in the way I responded, I decided to say why I was, you know, declining the offer and kind of gave my reasons mm. and then said, you know, again, I appreciate it. I'm not trying to, you know, go into too much detail, but I just really wanted to be respectful and let you know why I was, you know, declining. Yeah. And the reply that that person sent back to me was so appreciative because they mentioned that, you know, most people would either just ignore or say no. Mm. Um, but the the fact that I took the time to, you know, give an explanation and a reason meant that I put some thought into it. That's kind of like what I felt was being communicated back to me. And I know that that's not practical, um, but I but I have been starting to think about this idea more and more. And I suppose if you can find a healthy balance, I think it pays off. You know, I think it's I think it's rewarding. Okay, so it, like if, if I think back to reading uh, this article, something that did really resonate with me and that supports what you just shared is I think that. Ryan talks about this, uh, like how you do anything is how you do everything as more of a call to individuals to be more responsible Mm -hmm. for how they show up. Mm -hmm. 
I do think that the way that he talks about it is maybe not the way that I'm describing it of like, no, literally anything <laughs> that you do. I, I do kind of get the more general sense, um, which I am totally on board with, that we do have certain responsibilities as active members of society that, you know, we need and a responsibility to ourselves, not just to mm-hmm. other people. Right. Like we owe it to ourselves to do our best, to try our hardest when we fail to learn something from it and to get up and try again. That's kind of the general sense that I got from it. Is that kind of what you took from it as well? Yeah, for sure. I um, the He gives a few examples of people doing work and jobs that might have seen in the eyes of other people either be beneath them in air quotes mm-hmm. or just a stepping stone to something greater and the examples that he gives of those people um, demonstrate that they found honor and value in the work that they were doing they showed up and then they were able to you know go on to greater things be more successful all of those things and it made me think about when you talk about responsibility and and now we're talking about jobs and work it made me think about how You know, I often talk about and share the story of being in teaching and then wanting to leave teaching and finding my, you know, second act, second, second career Mm -hmm. in in entrepreneurship, whatever, however you want to call it. And I often share this story, um, you know, on podcast interviews and some, a recent interview made me realize that in sharing the story that I left teaching, I wasn't happy in teaching, I wanted to find something else. I sometimes might have missed the fact or the point that I still did my job well when I was a teacher. Mm. It's not because I I didn't want to leave or I left um, because I wasn't doing a good job or I wasn't showing up or I wasn't, you know, being responsible. And there's so much responsibility. If you think about it, when you're a teacher, you're responsible for, Mm -hmm. you know, young people's learnings and outcomes and all of those things. And so it came top of mind of like, Oh, yeah. So even though maybe I wasn't happy uh, and I wanted to do something else and I thought this is just a fallback career, this is what I'm thinking about when I first went into teaching, I think it was still important to show up and do a good job. And I do feel I did that. And now I feel like I have to make sure that I, I throw that in there because it could come across as like, oh, you, you weren't doing such a great job. That's why you left. Oh, no. Well, I, I mean, I can certainly relate to that, especially in the respect that I think sometimes in the way that we tell our stories of our experience, our past experiences, um, that oftentimes they don't get the due credit that they deserve for how they've helped us get to where we are mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of another thing that was brought up in those examples you mentioned where he talks about, you know, people who started off in a job that to many people would seem like, oh, you just phone it in, like who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, but these people gave it their all. And because they gave it their all, uh, you know, a part of that was the fulfillment that they felt It's why they stayed happy through those jobs. It's how it helped them advance to better, like, uh, well, you know, better is subjective, but Mm -hmm. um, to other positions where, you know, they find even more fulfillment um, in their lives. So, yeah, I I hear you. (laughs) And I was talking to a friend who's got teenage uh, children and 
as parents, they're kind of struggling with the fact that these kids in particular are not really willing to take on jobs while they're in high school um, because they're really wanting to have just more fun and they're feeling, mm. they feel like they're wasting their time. How and cute. I, how cute, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, wow, that's really interesting because if I think back to when I had my first job, uh, there's some value in, 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 in you know, having those experiences, mm-hmm. even if it's not something that's the ideal or the thing you're going to be doing forever, just having those experiences of I've got to do this and I'm going to do it well or... Well, and I think a a huge part of those experiences and, you know, especially looking back on my, you know, teenage years and going to college and all of this stuff, such a critical part of those experiences is learning responsibility, is learning like how I function in this larger community and society that I'm a part of and what part do I get to contribute and uh, how does that impact the people around me? And what if somebody else isn't being responsible for what could impact me. Like, I think that those are important things to consider and and question. And, you know, I'm very grateful that my parents kind of instilled this importance of responsibility and put me in situations that even though at the time, maybe I wasn't super happy about it, but I learned responsibility to like a very high degree of like, if you know, it is your responsibility to show up to your job and do it well, because there are customers coming into the place where you work and they're paying money to have an experience or to purchase goods or services or whatever it might be. Um, And I think that as we get older, that it becomes, you know, increasingly important to understand what role you play in, in your household, um, in your relationships, and again, your bigger community as a parent, some of us are parents, um, as a child to your parents, like what is your responsibility in all these different places? And for somebody who didn't grow up with responsibility being instilled as an important part of like how you live your life, it's no wonder that there's some less than ideal relationships and communities and happenings around. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think as, as I'm, I feel as I get, as I'm getting older, that maybe I'm observing out in the world where, where people aren't showing up to, Mm. I don't know, I'm having more and more experiences recently of, I don't know if it's a post COVID thing where I feel like people aren't showing up and, and, and doing their job. This whole, the whole like due to COVID is so old, (laughs) very old. Like we're not doing X, Y, and Z due to COVID. Um, that really, to me, it equals I'm phoning it in. Wow. Yeah. You're, you're experiencing that a lot, right? Have you? Uh, yeah. I mean, like it, I, we it just came off a big travel, right? Mm-hmm. We're staying at hotels and going to restaurants and, and basically like very thick in the service industry because mm-hmm. of traveling and everything. Yes. And it's like, due to COVID, you're not going to have room service due to COVID. Somebody's not going to come change your towels due to COVID. You can't have a party of eight people. You can only have a party of six people at our restaurant 
due to COVID. Mm. But, you know, there's just all these like things that I think are, you become very aware of. And look, I'm, I understand that COVID has been, I'm not diminishing yeah. the enormity of what's happened and, and any of that. And I understand that places are understaffed and it's not a criticism of that. It's more a criticism of like, we're going to have to figure this out at some point in time. Mm -hmm. Like we can't just keep saying due to COVID fill in the blank. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Cause I had those, I had a similar experience when we went to Queenstown. Um, There was that preamble at the hotel. We we're not going to do X, Y, Z, which was like fine. Cause it it was communicated. There were a couple of things that all that weren't communicated, which was something that was due to COVID. So that kind of left a bit of that experience of like, Oh, you didn't tell us about that. So we Mm -hmm. were expecting that. But I mean, again, like, yeah, we understand now, COVID did have a huge impact where it's going to get a little bit questionable is like for how long or yeah when you start right. to doubt like is this really a genuine like struggle or is this just an excuse now so that's an interesting right. one yeah <laughs> I think I think part of the responsibility of it is like okay if you can't like clean our room every day or you can't seat eight people or you can't x y and z like just say that you can't do that mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be due to COVID like right. it's now what your business is operating as so yes to your point stop using COVID as the excuse for however you're running the show (laughs) okay Okay, sorry I got a little fired up about that no no you're just fresh from the from you know a a bit of travel recently and a lot of those interactions um you know but but I mean bringing it back I feel like that is a business's responsibility to clearly (laughs) communicate Mm -hmm. what people of their establishment can expect. I I guess that is kind of the bottom line and bringing it back into (laughs) today's topic. Yeah. Okay. But going back to being a teenager into my college years, I kind of shared a bit about like my experience with responsibility and how that kind of came about. Um, Do you remember a time when you were maybe like a teenager or just at a younger age where you had either uh, an experience with responsibility or uh, like, when did it become a thing for you? When were you like, oh, responsibility and either I want to have it and I'm happy to have it or you were like, uh, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> My mom always tells this story of me when I was really little and I would have been only honestly eight or nine. So mm-hmm. very young and we were at the bank and she always jokingly tells the story. Do you remember when you were, you were little, we went to the bank and she was, I was watching her do some banking transactions or whatever. And she, I just turned to her and said, this seems really hard. I don't want to be a grown up if this is what I have to do. <laughs> and, she, <laughs> and she always tells this story. And I think, okay, that's, that's cute and all. And I, and I suppose as a kid, you kind of see, you know, adults doing these things and you feel like, I don't know. Did you feel as a kid that you couldn't wait to be an adult? Because I feel like th- that example, and of course I'm very little in that in that example, yeah, um, reveals that like, oh, I don't want to grow up. Whereas I feel maybe a lot of people, a lot of kids do want to grow up quicker, maybe not realizing all the responsibility that comes with growing up. 
Right. Yeah, I guess I've kind of I can kind of remember a little of both scenarios where there were times where I was definitely like I like I want that responsibility. I want to um you know be because I guess for me a lot of scenarios seemed like with responsibility came like more control and like mm. being in charge and I like oh. that. <laughs> okay, and you recognize that? Yeah, I I think so. Maybe not to like a super high degree, but I think in some ways. But then there were other things where I definitely was like, mm, no, I don't want to. No, I don't want to do that. If that's what responsibility is in growing up, like, no, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> and it it was probably more along the lines of stuff like you know my mom somebody rear-ended her car and like watching her go through all the steps of like taking her car in, filing insurance, reaching out to that other person, all that stuff. I'm like, no, oh. that does not look fun at all. Gosh. Yeah. You just brought back the first time I rear-ended someone. I would have been only about like 19, just oh, fresh, no. fresh license. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a disastrous, um, or, or terrible, you know, impact and accident, but, um, I remember that day very vividly and it's probably because it was around, you know, having to take responsibility for something quite big, you know, like mm -hmm. insurance, reporting, telling my mom, it wasn't even my own car, it was my mom's car that I had borrowed. Uh, yeah, you're not super aware that, oh, now I'm, I'm a responsible adult now, but that incident it, it taught me yeah, a lot. Gosh, you just brought it back for me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I can see that even in some areas of my life today. So that kind of makes me think about, you know, we talked about experiences as like small children um, into teenagers going into college, this first car accident that you had where there's just, you know, you're having to tell your mom about it because it was her car and do all these things. But then, you know, I think about even today, there are certain things that I think about, or maybe there are opportunities that come up that for different projects or something like that. And I'm just like, I don't want that responsibility, like even now as an adult, because, well, because I feel like I already have a lot of responsibilities. Uh -huh. Like what? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I think of a lot of business related things, you know, John and I kind of went through this period where we actually stripped a lot of responsibility from our business, just in terms of like, we had a really big team and we had launched a lot of products and services and offerings and the responsibility that comes with that stuff. I mean, the responsibility of, of managing a team and, and paying people is, you know, any business owner or someone who's in a managerial position even can um, understand the weight mm -hmm. of that. Um, so that was one thing. And then, and then all these products and services that we had launched and uh, the customer support that comes with that. And one, I mean, I've always felt a big responsibility of like, we put something out five years ago, like it's different now. So like, mm. do you update that content? Um, you know, even if people paid like one time for that content five years ago, like what is it to them now if things have changed? And, oh, you know, yes. those like types of responsibilities. So 
I feel like I've become very acutely aware of it in business to where every time there's a new opportunity for a partnership, uh, maybe a new idea to launch a course or something like that. There's lots of things that John and I have talked about over time. And I mean, going back to like having the big team and having all those products and services, we stripped a lot of that out because we didn't, that's not the type of business that we wanted to run. Mm -hmm. Um, But of course, as entrepreneurs, we always have new ideas and there's exciting things going on and you think like, oh, that would be kind of cool. But I'm always evaluating and maybe not like exactly in these words when I'm thinking about it in my mind, but given the conversation that we're having right now, it really is a consideration of what the responsibilities would be that would come with that if I were to say yes to something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you really bring up some good points there. You made me think about when it comes to business, especially in the early uh, years. Um, I know we did this. We created products um, similar to you where you're saying that you, people have one one-time fee and it's lifetime access, mm. courses, um, you know, library of things uh, where, yep, lifetime because in that moment or at the start of your journey, you want to give as much value. Yeah. You probably don't I know that I probably wasn't thinking about the long-term responsibility of that, but I now when I put myself back in those at that stage, mm-hmm. I don't think I definitely I definitely wasn't thinking about the long-term responsibility. Lifetime is lifetime, yay! We'll always yeah. be here. No, <laughs> lifetime has a huge, huge commitment behind it. If you think about it, right? Right. Um, so yeah, updating like course materials and things like that. Now you think twice about okay. This is for, yeah. I, I noticed that actually too, like in um, live summits um, that I've signed up for where um, there is a live, like there's replays available and you have access, but people are very clear now to say, um, you know, this will be available for six months mm-hmm. um, so that they can mm-hmm. take, because things might, um, ideas, topics change and I, sure. I, and that makes a lot of sense. And the team one is interesting too, you know, speaking to like other business founders who, you know, in the beginning you may want to just build your team, have as many people as possible. You know, you've got these grand visions of growing, 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 but with every person comes a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you learn that as you make when you make your first hire, your second hire and... Well, and that's not even to mention your responsibility overall as a business owner that's creating content and providing like a service or a product to an entire community of people. You have a responsibility to every single, Mm -hmm. you know, person who tunes into your, well, and I mean, this really goes back to to Ryan's article that we talked about in the beginning too. I feel like you have that responsibility to yourself, like to just show up and do good and do the right thing and, you know, be present and yeah. 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 I don't know. Is there, are there other things that you can think of that where responsibility has been like you've had an opportunity or something come up and you evaluate it in that way? I remember when I was probably, I'd say my mid to early twenties and I had some friends who were a bit older 
who I saw them as very responsible adults because they had a house, they had a dog, they had really great jobs. And I was in teaching back then. I was still in Australia. I hadn't, I hadn't left um, to go to Dubai at that stage. And I just, you know, thought, oh, these, these guys have it together. You know, they're, they're settled. They've got all, they check all the boxes. And I remember at that time, I think they had recently purchased their their house. And I remember at the time they were trying to, you know, convince me like, oh, you should get a property now too. You know, now would be a really good time. And, uh, you know, they were, I think they were being helpful and sharing like, oh, you know, have a look at this listing, that listing. And I remember at the time, like, even though I could see that Oh, great for you guys. This is awesome. It's, it's, but when it suddenly was pushed on me and I saw myself in that situation thinking, oh, that's, I realized, no, that's a huge responsibility. I'm not ready for this right now. And maybe another 24 mm. year old, 23 year old, I think I was at the time would have thought, yes, this is very smart wise. Thank you very much for helping me. I'm going to get onto this right away. Whereas yeah. I was like, mm. No, not ready for this (laughs) at all. I don't want to deal with like it just sounded so so hard and difficult. And I thought I've got plenty of time before, you know. Yeah. You know, I need to do this. Home ownership is such a doozy. Investment properties like, oh, my gosh, I can't even imagine like the just the whole realm of like ownership of, and you I mean, this could really speak to many, many things, not just homes or mm-hmm. properties or whatever. But yeah, that responsibility is real. And it, it kind of makes me think because you bring up a good point that when you're that age or really any age, it, I guess it depends on what the opportunity or the thing is. But in what areas of your life or at what times in your life have you jumped into something because you were just so excited about it that you didn't think about the responsibility or you didn't know how intense that responsibility would be and so you just dive into it and then I guess like I look at those situations and I'm like well you just figure it out like Mm -hmm. you know but there are probably there are like some some scenarios where you could probably save yourself a lot of like frustration and heartache to just not do the thing. (laughs) Yeah. Cause in that example too, it's like, Oh, it's a good idea, right? It's the right idea. It's a good decision. Buying property is a great decision in any moment. Is it though? And then when you put the, the, you know, the responsibility microscope over it, I think that's helpful in deciding like when you are, thinking about or facing a big decision. Yeah. Is it the right thing, the wrong thing, whatever, is it the best thing I should be doing right now? But what are all the responsibilities that, that come with it? Um, and what Mm. am I up against? I think that's such a great lesson and, and something that I would love to continue because I feel like I have been doing a pretty good job of it, but continue to keep top Mm. of mind, even in like the day to day stuff, like, you know, we've had, conversations on the podcast before about um, how empowering saying Mm -hmm. no can be and that you don't have to say yes to every single invite or opportunity that comes your way. But like things as little as scheduling too much in the week, like you feel overwhelmed and you have this responsibility to show up for your commitments. And if you're over committing yourself, like that just results in an overwhelming like less than desirable schedule for the whole week. And then your work is thrown off and then you're 
personal emotions are like thrown off and you know it's it's such a snowball which brings it back to the ryan holiday article how you do anything is how you do everything because i think back to that email that i first (laughs) referenced to that person who was inviting me to the mastermind i remember one thing i did say in that email was if I am going to commit to something, I really want to do it well or properly or something Mm. like that. So Mm -hmm. to your point, in a way, sometimes when we like avoiding things that will create more responsibility, maybe it's not such a bad thing because it'll mean that you can do your other things and the things that you are committing to really well. So Mm. I'm going to take a positive spin on like, I'm avoiding that responsibility. (laughs) Yeah, for the betterment of the other responsibilities that I already have. Yes. Thank you for following that up really right after what I just said, because that could be so taken out of context. (laughs) Oh, well, Nicole, that was a beautiful bow and full circle on today's episode. I really enjoyed chatting about responsibility. Thank you for. The challenge on the how you do anything is how you do everything. I really enjoyed that article a lot. And we will have that linked up for you, friends, in the show notes today. So you could check it out as well. Thank you, Kate. Always a pleasure to talk through these topics with you. (laughs) Absolutely. And we will have another convo coming at you again next week, of course. And as we close out today's chat on responsibility, we hope that you, friends, have picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have a friend in mind who might also enjoy our chats, share the podcast with them too. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.